Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Braves, Mets, oh my my. Seattle's going dancing. The playoffs are almost here, people. Let's get it. Players only. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Myself, Trevor Plouffe, BBD, on the ones and twos. A massive episode, a series that we've been waiting for all year took place in the ATL. My goodness. Uh, A couple teams punched their postseason tickets out west. And speaking of tickets, whether you were in the ATL, whether you were in... San Diego, whether you're in Seattle, hopefully you punch your tickets with SeatGeek. They are the best. Use code TALKING. you get $20 off tickets at SeatGeek. Download the app. It's so easy to use. It's Jake-proof. That's what we say here at John Boy Media. Uh, green means go. Yellow, whoo. Red, okay. It, think about it. SeatGeek, they're the geeks of seats. And... Teams are punching tickets. Go get your tickets there. Code talking $20 off your first SeatGeek order. Trevor Plouffe. It was a big weekend for baseball, and it's only big boy weekends the rest of the way as we are the final the final series of baseball. It's weird because we've been looking forward to this Mets-Brave series for so long. Uh, then when it finally gets here and it's everything that you could hope for on one side and everything that you you're scared of on the other side, like kind of just, it lived up to the hype. And I was sad because you wake up and it's over, but then I realized, bro, the playoffs are here. Yes. And we're seeing, I'm going to talk about like this a little bit later, but we're seeing like the, the tears of joy. We're seeing people going nuts in the stadium. The emotion is here and there's just nothing better to me than seeing that and feeling that. And I have a little bit of a take I'll get into Mm -hmm. about why I'm going to be seeing it better than most people uh, come the playoffs, but I'm excited to talk about it. We're going to probably have some more people clinch tonight. So a little bit more champagne celebration. The boys are in Miami. Look out. Jake, you went to a golf course that was called Swingers. What happened? Yeah. I don't know. Modern, modern Wearing man. pearls. Good looking guy in the city. Um, it was a good time. Uh, it was a good time. I think uh, New York City people, I think they're starting to pop up across the country. It was a whole big deal, man. It was uh, the bars, like going like it was crank mode like early in the morning like it's 21 plus i didn't put that together but like the bar was like with your round you get two drink tickets so i was like espresso martini and a little mini golf like (laughs) poppy was pumping i think Uh, i need to try that people have been drinking espresso martinis around you've never oh that's kind of not your bag i'm not a liquor guy right barely know her Okay. We'll get you one. I mean, you go up. <laughs> you know, I like that. To sounds go up. weird to me though, because you usually go the other way. Uh, <laughs> is this like the classy I'm, person's Red Bull vodka? Yes. I used to mess with that. Yes, it's the adult Red Bull vodka. Disgusting. Yeah. 
Um, I haven't done one either. You should oh. do that when you're in New York wow. later this month. Couples teaser. Trip. Yeah, we have so much stuff. Obviously, a massive episode. Mets, Braves, uh, Brew Crew, what is you doing? Some Padres, Phillies. A little check-in on the AL. It feels like all the big news came in from the NL. Some teams will not be talked about. And, yeah, we're going to have our midweek episode. And then I think we're going to leak it on Thursday, like a full playoff preview. So you'll be able to enjoy that Thursday and Friday before there are games. Friday night. It's Monday. You're going to watch Monday night football. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then there's going to be playoff baseball on your television. And if you have no idea... Every day there's a playoff game, we go live the next day, and we recap it. So it's going to be, we are in the end game, people, um, and so excited to go through another one and see who and how. I mean, you're, you already saw some heartbreak for Mets fans. I know Jerry and Jolly were in here recording Shea Station. A uh, little peel back the onion. I don't know if Jerry Blevins wants me sharing this. Uh, Jerry was planning and hoping to go home. Because he does SNY Met stuff. And now he's staying in the city. And he has like kids and a family and stuff. So uh, the Mets losing was tough for him. Uh, but hey, maybe maybe the Mets are going to fool us all in a little bit, Trev. I think it could be a good thing for them. We'll talk about it. Okay. <clears throat> well, let's do it. I mean, let's get into let's get into some of the games and series. Big boy leadoff? Deep breath, ready to go, baby. Hit the music. For Dozier. My people, we are going to start out in Atlanta. Spencer Strider was right this whole time. The Braves sweep the Mets. 5-2, 4-2 to show good fortitude, and then 5-3 to get the tiebreaker, to get two games ahead, to put their magic number to one. Are you kidding me? As exciting as regular season baseball can get, I mean, these were great games. There was long balls. Dansby Swanson, Matt Olson, show up, show out, baby. They did it. Horses going on the mound. It was everything that you could hope for if you're a Braves fan. And it was everything, like I said, to be scared about. If you're a Mets fan, it happened, people. You know what? Sometimes you need to get punched in the mouth, Jake. It could be a good thing for you. We'll talk about that series, but holy hell, Braves sweep the Mets. Speaking of sweeps, we almost had when the Phillies took care of business against the Nationals. They went into Washington. They took three out of four, including a rain-shortened game in the last one. 5-1 Phillies. The Nationals beat them bad the second game, 13-4. And the Phillies' bats responded 8-2 to two to show good, 8-2 to two, and then 8-1 to one in six innings. Philly takes care of business. They were struggling, but they do it. And guess what? That coupled with the Marlins mm. at the Brewers. Brewers, what is you doing, baby? Marlins take 3 of 4. 4-2 Marlins. The Brewers actually beat Sandy because Corbin matched up against them uh, in Game 2. They won that one one nothing. Then it was 4-3, 4-3 in extras in the last one. And the Marlins are just killing the Brewers' playoff chances. They're 
Number to go home is down to one. They didn't show up. Devin Williams caught some stuff up. The offense wasn't there. Miggy Rojas doing Miggy Rojas things. And it's looking bleak. And we got the Philly saying, go fish, go fish, go fish. They take three or four from the Brewers, my goodness. Pirates at Cardinals. Cardinals are taking two or three. They play three more in Pittsburgh. What's that all about? Uh, moving on, Rockies at Dodgers. Dodgers are taking two or three. They play three more in L.A. What's that all about? Feedbacks at Giants. Giants take two or three. Longo, we'll talk more about that. Daddy hacks because you're a daddy. Reds at Cubs. Cubs sweep three games. They're going to play three more in Cincinnati. What's that about? And that, my people, is what happened. They go long. More than perfect. Uh, what's that about, Trev? What is that about? What are we playing these series like that for? The National League. <laughs> there, uh, there is only so much left to decide. Uh, like you mentioned, the Dodgers have been the one. They will stay the one. They are at 110 wins. They have scored more than 333 runs than their opponents this year. The dominant force is the one seed in the National League, and remember that when we start talking playoff bracket in a minute. The Dodgers have ensured that they will be at the dance, baby. They have clinched a wild card spot. Which wild card spot is still slightly up in the air, but the Dodgers will be there. Giants fighting for 500. Uh, Snakes are the best team in baseball. Cardinals, they clinched. The Milwaukee Brewers are 84 and 75, the only team not eliminated. A magic number of one from the Philadelphia Phillies uh, as they take care of their business while Milwaukee did not. The Mets and the Braves. <laughs> Braves with a two game lead and the tiebreaker. Uh, they would have to get swept by the Marlins, and the Mets would have to sweep the Nats, which just doesn't seem possible right now after Atlanta. Went to work on the Metropolitans. Trev, it's the series of the weekend. It's the series of the year so far. The Mets versus the Braves in Atlanta. I will full kick to you. Where do you start? I think these games lived up to the hype, I think, is where you start. I mean, I know we didn't get some of the pitching lines you, I guess, <clears throat> would expect, but that's because we had some awesome performances on the offensive side of the ball. You know, we got Dansby doing his thing each of the games he homers in. Matt Olson homers in each of the games. He's been struggling uh, leading up into the series, so he kind of just picked it up. That's something that the Braves understand how to do and all their players understand how to do. But from the get-go, man, the place was jumping in Atlanta. Again, we're going to talk about a little bit more of that later, but this is a team that went out, called their shot, and hit it mm. on all facets. Kenley Jansen, Jake, had three saves. Do you remember what we were talking about? People were ready to throw him out. And we said, chill out. The guy can be streaky. He can get it done. And he did. This The whole thing, like I said, it just couldn't have went any better for the Braves. There's nothing they could have done better than what they did in this series. It's incredible, dude. Coming into this series, uh, Austin Riley had been in a little bit of a September funk. Uh, Matt Olson had been in a little bit of a September funk. Dansby Swanson had been in a little December funk. 
Those three guys, especially Dansby, he clips each starting pitcher, which, A, Scherzer and DeGrom, I mean, how how many times have we mentioned their names together this year because of how dynamic they are? And then he gets Bassett. I know the Mets took the lead in that final game. The Mets technically had a lead in all of these games. Um, Some of them not big and not for long. Been there. But, man... I just don't know, and it, it felt like something that we we try to talk about, Trev, and it's tough because it's obviously a balance uh, because you need the high-end talent. You need the Acuna, Swanson, Harris, Riley, Olsen. You need the Nimmo, Alonzo, Lindor, Jeff McNeil to, to get into the conversation of being a good team. Something that stood out to me this series was depth um, in the lineup and in, in the bullpen. Uh, the Braves bullpen, the dudes, not the guys that were coming out of there, the dudes, Kenley, Reisel, McHugh, um, Minter. These guys are battle-tested. They've done it all. And, I mean, that's the thing. And, Trev, you you have said it the most, so I'll give you credit. Ken Lee is one of my favorite pitchers to watch because it just doesn't seem right. It looks like It looks like an NFL left tackle who's, like, pitching. He's just this big-body dude. His arms and legs are everywhere. The timing seems like a disaster. And he throws these gross cutters. And when it looks like that, seven pitches, the Mets top of the lineup, bottom top nine in Atlanta to save their season, and he goes seven pitches, you're out of here? I mean, the depth... And the the comparison to that, and not that the the Mets bullpen is to blame, but you know they were they were tapping into some guys. McGill, Joelli actually looked really good. Drew Smith. Um, I think the Braves bullpen stood out to me, and you know there was some big at bats where Alvarez is pinch hitting, Mark yep. Vientos is pitch hitting, and don't get me wrong, I, I realize they're kids, and we talked about this a lot on Friday. But those guys coming up in those spots is really tough, and you're more so hoping for something lucky than having the advantageous matchup. A hundred percent. You know, and we talked about this with these young guys. I understand that you know the Mets wanted to, you know, have a right-handed bat, and so they went out and got Darren Ruff, and just didn't work out. But if you are going to have these guys in these situations in this type of the season, like I would have just brought them up like a week ago. Or two weeks ago, if you thought this was going to be a scenario at the end of the season, like you can figure some stuff out. I understand it's not how it used to be with the 40 man. You can't just bring everybody up, but like you can make room. If you think this is going to be a possibility for you, I would have just gotten a little bit of dirt on their spikes, bro. Throwing them out there in that atmosphere. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You're talking Kenley too. The way he looked with him, it's all about how he locates. It's just, it's basically feel for him. If he has the feel for his pitch and he can add and subtract and locate it, he's dominant. When he loses that feel and is not locating and, you know, maybe it's not as crisp, he can get hit. But I I bank on him, you know, the way he looked. Like, he he's he's got that feel down right now. And if you talk about this, this series on the Mets side, I know it's disappointing. It's about as disappointing as it gets because you want – Dubai, you want to be playing the division. You don't want to have to go and do this wild card series, but 
again, like this is a team, and I got in trouble for this earlier today because someone's like, you called the Mets gritty the whole year and you you talk about the Braves in a different line. I say, yeah, I think it's, I always said it's an unconventional term for the Mets because they have a big payroll and the, the richest owner in fucking sports. But like the way they've answered like some hardships during the year to me felt gritty. And there were some guys in that team who played gritty. Jeff McNeil, what's up, bro? Mm. Uh, you, you get punched in the mouth, so what? Like you're still a fucking really good baseball team, and you and you know what you had your guys going and they got beat. That ain't gonna happen all the time. So you're gonna have to play a couple extra games. Awesome. If I'm a Mets fan, I'm still very very much excited about the future uh, of this season for the Mets. Like you're not out of anything. Like in fact, you can still win the division. It can happen. The Marlins are playing bang up baseball right now. But I, you know. Braves are going to want to party in Milwaukee, in Miami, so they're going to go all out tonight. Think about that, bro. You <laughs> sweep the Mets, and then you get a chance to go clinch in Miami? And then you get an extra week to party, basically, or recover from that hangover because you don't I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. What a, what a fucking series, though. And it, it does deserve to be said because, and the importance of this last game, and that's where Mets fans were so down on themselves, and it, it's a little bit being a Mets fan, like I... You know, I jokingly and somewhat genuinely say the phrase as Metsy as it getsy because sometimes they find themselves in situations that if you had to answer a multiple choice test on a quiz and you laid out the situation, which team said a rat and a raccoon were fighting in their clubhouse walkway? You know, I think a lot of baseball fans would have bubbled in the Mets. The Braves are a really good team. Like, the shame is not getting caught by the Braves. It's how it happened. And on the last weekend in, in Atlanta, which that was something I was trying to walk through my mind. And, and you can't do it because it would change the whole season. But if this series was in City, do I think it would have gone down like this? I don't think so. I, I think like like you mentioned and you're going to mention later, you know, the the fans and the intensity and the crowd that all factors in um, – and the Braves just having that big brotherness that the Braves have run this division, man. A- Atlanta has won this division the last, if they win it this year, they'll have won it the last five years. Um, and w- we've done this before, but, you know, they also won it <laughs> from 95 to 05, 11 straight years. Like, depending the scope you view the Braves organization through, they're one of the best organizations in sports. And Trev, I, I, I told you this. I forget which episode it was. I think we were checking in on bets. Like, I placed a Christmas Day bet on the Braves to win it all this year. Um, and I don't know what was going through my head. I think it was lockout times. I was probably a little hungover. And I was probably like, uh, just looking at this Braves young core. Because think about how quick that conversation changed. It went from Mets and Buck, which you can still love. It definitely hurts. It definitely hurts. Uh, But these Braves who have locked up basically 10 guys on their team, the 10 guys you know on their team are locked up for the next eight years or whatever, It's uh, it could be something special forming in Atlanta. It's already formed, bro. It's a very nice fucking form they have going on there. And, you know, one of the guys was talking to me about, he's like, well, the, the payroll disparity, you know, blah, blah. Well, it's like, Atlanta has just done a good job locking up their players. They're underpaying Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, there's a lot of things they've done well to put him in that position, dude. A um, couple other things from this series. 
and it's being brought up in the chat, but I was going to bring it up anyway. Number one, great play by Austin Riley when he let the ball go by him. I kind of explained it on baseball today, but he knows it's his home field, dude. He knows how that ball rolls. And there's a million other things you have to think of, you know, how hard it's hit, you know, the spin off of the bat, you know, what pitch was thrown for the, you know, before it got hit. Cause that is going to determine a lot of the spin and a lot of things he had to weigh on that play. He made the right decision. It was close, but I mean, it was definitely a, a great decision by him. And I think a lot of people are like excited about it. And I told Chris Rose that you play so much and you've seen so many ground balls and so many slow rollers. That's what separates you know, that's what makes you a professional. It's like the amount of times you've done something and he's seen that play a million times. So great decision. Uh, second thing I want to say, fucking Jesse Chavez, bro. He's back. Like he's just like comes in in like a big series and just kind of throws 91, 92 by people. And he's just got a little bit of funk. I faced him. I don't know what it is. I love Jesse. I mean, I was, I've known Jesse since 2007. And he's still doing it. He's like a like a mercenary or something. He wasn't even in the in the org until when? Like last month or something? He was traded for Reisel. He was? He was in that trade. And then he went there and then came back. Oh my god. It's it's the funniest thing. I love it. Very Wait, what? Very angels. Very angels. Um Jeez. Yeah, I mean and a uh, couple, I Trev. We keep saying a couple other things, but I mean, this is the main topic of the episode, and uh, I don't, I don't think we have to be shy about dwelling more on it. I think it's <laughs> what people want to talk about. Um, Smoltz calls the Saturday night game him drooling over Jesse Chavez while also like putting down other pitchers. I mean, it just it, it hits it hits a chord with me that like nobody else can touch. Well, why does nobody nobody wants anyone to throw hard? They act like throwing hard is cheating. And it's like when you see Jesse Chavez come in yeah. throwing 91, there is a pitcher. And it's like, what? I'd give me give me Jesse Chavez cutting the ball and, uh, and locating over any of these hard throwers. No, man. Jesse's cool. I love him. But don't. Why do you always have to go there, Smoltz? You know on the, like, you go on the baseball reference page and there's, like, the numbers that they've worn? Sure. So the shows like usually yeah like two or three right. Jesse Chavez has thirteen. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's been around fifteen years in the show, and you know what? Okay, exactly. For some reason, I like saw him in a Cubs uniform this year, and I was like, that's interesting. But he has been in Atlanta the whole time. Then he went to the Cubs somehow. Was that early on? Might have been, he I think he started the, the year there, and they flipped Newcomb there, and like a May trade. They're just like, Jess, we're going to send you all these places, but you're going to be back when it matters. Yeah. Big dog with your big old pants and your skinny legs. I love that. <laughs> big, big Dylan Lee getting some, some big outs for them. Uh, and this is before we even mentioned freed, Wright and Morton who all did their job uh, enough. So to get it to the bullpen and yeah, I mean, just these back breaking hits and rallies that, uh, we're too much for the Mets, and and I, I think you did say it, and maybe this sways us back to the Mets a little bit and a little bit of what do you do and what happened in the series. Um, you know, I, I mentioned top nine, season on the line, because if the Mets had won the Sunday game with Bassett, 
was no slouch against Charlie Morton, you know, the Mets would still have the tiebreaker and we'd be talking about them, you know, with the key. Like, they, they can make their own path. Nimmo comes in against Kenley, third day a row, seeing him. And a guy, so I'm actually not bringing this to the Mets. We got to talk some more Braves. Nimmo hits a dart right at shortstop, 105 off the bat. It takes a disgusting hop. And Dan's Bay, who, if, if this was a playoff series, might be your MVP, he sticks with it and makes a great play. He made great plays all series. He homered off all three of the Mets' big three. I mean, sheesh. He's answering a lot of questions, man, and there's no doubt about it. And it's almost like, you know, he gets challenged by media or whoever, fans, and he scoffs at it. He's like, you guys remember I was the number one overall pick, right? You guys remember that? Like, I'm really good. Like, I think sometimes we get caught up with guys like Dansby who, like, you know, there were a couple seasons where, you know, we were like, yeah, is he going to what, – What's what kind of player is he going to turn into? But rarely do you have guys that are just good. Like, go look at people's, you know, pages, man. Like, everyone has down years. And, like, every time that happens, oh, he's done. He's on the decline. It's like, no, there's some dogs out there. They're going to work and figure things out. And they're going to be in the league for 10 or 15 years like Chavez because they're able to make adjustments. And they're able to you know, see how people are, are approaching them, whether it's, you know, when they're hitting or how their defensive alignment is. It's all these little things you can change. And Dansby, you know, I know he's going to be a free agent and that plays a big part of it too, but he is a guy that knows how to make adjustments and stick around. Like you figure things out. The, the guy guys figure it out. And that's what separates them. And that's why, you know, it's incredible to see these long careers like a Pujols you know, it's it's how many times has that guy had to make an adjustment? Like a lot. And sometimes you can be so fucking stubborn about it and you don't want to do it. Uh, but you know you have to. And Dansby, is he's answered every question. And he's going to get paid. I, I hope he stays with the Braves. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know. It's going to be one of the bigger storylines this offseason. I mean, he, uh, you know, especially after this series and however he finishes up, I thought an interesting, somewhat comparison for Dansby because you look at his career numbers and they're not flashy. His career OPS plus is a 95, but a lot of those come from young seasons. Um, yeah. You know, if you go in the more recent years, he's been a, a an above average hitter. What he does at shortstop. And, you know, I was getting into some of the analytics, like his his throwing throwing speed. Like, for the shortstop, he's on the lower end. He's kind of close to where Trevor Story was. So I was like, huh, I wonder, our team's going to view Dansby in free agency and be like, oh, I wonder if this is a second baseman or he's got to slide over. Not that dude I saw. I, I asked Moylan. He's like, no, man, I, this, this dude is special. I couldn't believe the clip of you and Moylan on, talking base, or on baseball today where you asked Peter, World Series on the line, what Braves hitter do you want at the plate? And Ronald, one of the most talented players in baseball. Date my daughter, Matt Olson, one of the hottest players in baseball. Um, he jumped a young, thick Austin Riley easily with the best offensive stats. Michael Harris, too, breakout player. 
He said Dansby, and he was confident about it, and then he goes on to do this this weekend. Yeah, Peter sent me a pointed text message last night, basically patting himself on the back about that. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, hard to quantify. I know there's like clutch stats and all that crap, but there's – I don't mean to call it crap. I'm sorry. Someone's going to mad at me for saying that. But there are guys that like the moment, man. That's the bottom line, and he's one of them. And he's going to be great to watch. And I just had this thought. What if Trey Turner goes to Atlanta and Dansby goes to the Dodgers? Sure. They'd, they're swappers. I know uh, I know a lot of Mets fans were hoping that, that Dansby ends up somewhere outside of the NL East. Um, Matt Olson breaks out this series. Um, he, he goes nuts. Austin Riley uh, is Austin Riley. Um, I, any, anything else Braves before we kind of turn the camera lens to, to the Mets a little more? I think that we talked a lot. Oh, they won their hundredth game on the sweep. I think that's just like a cherry on top. Again, this is a dream scenario. If you're a Braves fan. Can I ask you about the flight home for the Mets? What's that about? Like, does do you think, if you had to guess, I, I realize I, I don't want you to overextend yourself because you're still connected to a lot of guys, but, like, is there, do you think a Max Scherzer gets up and says something? Do you think it's just silent and soaking it, or or what? I think someone says something. I think when once they head into the locker room after the defeat uh, last night, I think they're, you know, it's you're in a, a hurry to get out of there. It's a getaway day, but I think, Someone either on the plane or on the bus. Maybe it happened on the bus. Uh, there was something being said about who gives a shit. Not the best case for us. We understand that. But all of our good baseball is still ahead of us. And all that means is we have to win two more games in the postseason. They're not even technically eliminated from the division yet. So maybe they didn't even have that far of a talk. But someone said it's going to be okay. We're the Mets. Look at the guys around you. We can do everything that we need to do in this game. We've been doing it all year long. Don't let one series disappoint you. Someone said something like that. Yeah. You'd... And they half meant it. Yeah, you just... Everyone's like, dude, I'm trying to zone out. Don't you want to think about fucking <laughs> baseball? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you'd, it, you'd assume Scherzer or Buck had to... You know, I, I feel like Buck definitely had a good baseball quip or baseballism, and then Scherzer probably probably drove it home. Um, wh- what do you do if you're the Mets? I mean, it 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 looks very apparent that you're going to have a home wild card series, probably against the Padres, potentially the Phillies. Um, it's not where you want to be, but like you said, I mean, hey, you know, you're going to have three games. You have to win a best of three at home against a lesser team than you just played with, you know, some of the best starting pitchers in the world. You didn't really get to deploy Diaz this series because you you weren't in a well, position did. for it. Yeah, right he at the last end, night, right? Right at the end there, four pitches. <laughs> he heard his walk-up song. Yeah. I was trying to explain to like the people I was watching the game with, like, actually, this he uses yeah. this as his walkouts, and I'm like, oh, everyone's like, shut. Up. <laughs> no, people are like, please, <laughs> we're watching the Broncos lose. Um, I mean, Escobar put together some at bats at the end. McNeil was the baddest man on the field for the Mets. My goodness. 
Try pitching to that guy come October. If he finds himself in enough of the right scenarios, the Mets are going to be just fine. Um, I don't know. It just felt like the Braves were a little deeper, and I don't think that's that'll change. It, yeah, and but it's it's a baseball series, and it, if if they swept the Braves, like, would you have been that shocked? I don't know. No, like I think I think this team is that good where that could happen. And you know, there's a nice um, tweet here in our notes that Mark Feinzan put out because everyone was talking about ten and a half game lead going into June. Now look where we're at. He points it out that they didn't cough the division up. This isn't a Padres, you know, losing everything in September. This is just the Braves went and snatched it. Uh, since June 1st, they went 63 and 44. The Mets did. That's a 95 win pace. That's that's really good. You did what you're supposed to do. Up 10 and a half games, and you still play that ball. You expect to win the division. The problem is the Braves went 76 and 32, which is a 114 win pace. So they took it. You tip your cap, bro, and you understand. I know it's hard as a Mets fan. Well, it's hard to do this right now because you got some recency bias and you're still, it's, it hurts, baby. I get it. But understand that there are times you got to tip your cap and it's better that it fucking happened in the regular season. Right. The postseason is here now. And you turn your attention towards that. I guess what's getting me a little jazzed up about my Christmas bet is a lot of the things we're saying right now we were saying about the things about the Braves last year. Like, you know, the second half last year, they really turned it on. Like, we, 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 I don't want to say we slept on it, but I think their offense the second half of the year was the number one offense in baseball. Um, you know, a lot of these guys are familiar faces with, with a mix of not like Ronnie Acuna was out. Matt Olson wasn't a part of that last year. Uh, Reisel and Kenley in the bullpen, that was their weakness going into the last. Years playoffs, it ended up being a strength as that bullpen, uh, the night shift developed. Um, these Braves are scary. I, I think, not not to give too much away. I I think if I had to pick today, I think I'd pick them coming out coming out of the National League. Yeah, I think there. I mean, we have a, a good chance for a massive Dodgers Braves series, and but. I'm looking at the bracket right now, dude. Right. I would eliminate like maybe two of the 12 teams. I'm not going to say who because people would be fucking mad at me. So mad. like, I think there's a lot of teams that can win the World Series, dude. Like there's some, some really good baseball teams. And obviously it should be that way. It's the playoffs, people. We need good teams in here. But, you know, you can say the Braves are the favorite, but who? it doesn't matter, bro. All of the National League teams, you can make a fairly compelling playoff argument for their team. Can you make the Phillies argument, though? It's a little harder, mm. but you can. I mean, do they have the top end starting pitching? Do they have dudes in the lineup? Like, yeah. absolutely. So, yeah. the, the National League is stacked. I, I forget when I first stumbled into that, but... I mean, you don't think the American League is stacked? I think the American League is good. I think Houston is a wagon. Uh, you know, if you're looking for comparing the best team in the division to best teams, I, I think Houston, this year's Houston team goes toe-to-toe. 
Let's see where the hell my Yankees are at okay. in a week and a half because we've got a whole alt site forming where Matt Carpenter and Wandy Peralta are going to be getting ready for the postseason so we won't see them before they're on the DS roster, supposedly. So let's see where the Yanks are at. Toronto obviously has a way. Seattle and Toronto, I think, are similar. Similar. Be a, if that ends up being the series, right. which it is right now, it's going to be awesome. Cleveland, I mean, they've got some sauce. I just don't know how much sauce they got. Tampa, I don't know. And Tampa already Tampa, hates and me. Isn't so. that like your scariest opponent if you're Tampa? Like a, a Cleveland team that kind of like you're you. You're Tampa. You're kind of built to go after these ZL East teams, yeah. like big bopping teams. You can get some swings and misses there. You you prey on that. But this Cleveland team is like not that at all. They don't swing and miss. And they're gonna play defense. They're gonna run. And like a lot of your front office came from their front office, and and cash came from under Tito. And like there's a lot of similarities between these two teams. It almost is like fuck, like strength on strength. It feels like this Cleveland team can out Tampa Tampa, but that's yeah. almost any time you say that, we end up a week later being like, Ray's got him. Fairbanks <laughs> yeah. was gross. Raid. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's... Yondi Diaz hit one 800 feet. <laughs> Spiceps are huge. Um, Trev, let's do... We got to move on. Let's keep it in the National League. Um and I, I think we'll probably combine them. And it's Phillies Brewers. It it was the the race, the other race, right? Like we've been looking for in this new wild card format. You know, you, you, in a normal year, I think there's one more division that should be tighter. Maybe it should have been these Brewers. Uh, maybe it should have been a lot of other teams, but it wasn't. That the NL wild card was the only other thing that was really. Up for grabs. Brewers face the Marlins at home for four. A Marlins team with nothing to play play left. The Phillies went to the Nationals. A Nationals team without really anything to play with. Phillies won three out of four. Brewers lost three out of four, including kind of a crusher 12-inning final game that uh, I don't think your preseason predictions looking that good, Trev. No, it's out. I mean, there's a one-game magic number for Philly to get the Brewers out of here. Um, a, a heartbreaking series for the Brew Crew. They just could not get the big hit. They couldn't. They couldn't get a rally going. I mean, and when they did, the Marlins answered, and it. Uh, they got beat too with their best bullet. I mean, Devin Williams got hit. He gave up some runs, dude. And like it seemed like they had a pretty good approach against the changeup. I mean, I know he throws it all the time, and maybe he left some up. He threw some really good ones too. And just they just had good at bats. And like I said, man, I'm hmm. it, it felt like this series felt like I felt like the entire year. I'm just waiting on someone to get big hits. And I know there's been some guys, I know. Rowdy's done it and Adamas has done it, but like it just, you're just constantly waiting for that offense to come. And it happens every once in a while, but not enough. It bit them this series. I mean, how many runs did they score? Not a lot. I mean, the one game they won was they scored, one... they scored nine runs in four games. The one game I they didn't won do it. was one nothing Burns Alcantara. Um, 
that yeah, it's uh it does feel like the lineup, which is kind of weird because I I mean, runs wise, OPS wise, homers wise, this this was a top ten offense. Um batting average, which, you know, we, we know where that's at in baseball, but it still matters. Twenty second. Um Yeah, it how about this? It felt like a piece away in one direction. Like you know, I, I mentioned it last. Oh, don't talk about the fucking bullpen, dude. Because you're gonna get me mad. You're gonna be mad that you know the hater deal looked good for a little bit because he was blowing up in San right. Diego. Go look what he did in September. And that's what I'm saying. Give up two runs in in like eleven outings or something. Like either hater that impact bullpen piece, or you know we we talked about the law firm, or we hadn't talked about the law firm a lot. Like did. You know, was there something missing there, or was it another bat in the lineup that, again, stats on the paper, it it doesn't necessarily look that way, but I, I think the feel of it. There's, we used to say this all the time, okay? Like, I don't want to offend anybody in the Brewers lineup. I There's some really awesome guys there, and Adamus and Telez are the guys I go to all the time because I feel like they were kind of the guys stepping up a lot. Big years. But they're where, – where, where would those guys rank on the Braves? Right. As far as people you'd be scared of. Eighth? Ninth? In, down the line, maybe? Middle. Middle of the pack. Sixth? It's – that's the problem. They, I mean, they don't really have any elite – offensive threat on that team. They got a bunch of guys that can kind of do it. Like, go look at the OPS plus for them. They're all right around 100, 110, which is great. There's no Aaron Judge there. You know, there's no Jordan Alvarez, which, you know, those guys are great, but, like, there's no Matt Olson. There's no, you know, like, it's... Yeah. I think that's kind of, like, the way I see this team is they were a big bat away. And maybe two or three big bats away, and if you put, and then you then you add those pieces, and then you're like, oh shit, this is a team that can go do different things. But it just felt, hmm. and tell me if I'm wrong, Brewers fans, but it felt like they were offensively light the entire year, and it was like you're holding your breath a lot. It's really interesting, Brewers fans, sound off in the comments um, because you're right on on paper, you see all these OPS pluses, 100 to to 115, and you're like, okay. Guys are contributing, but, you know, who? who's the alpha? Who's the guy every time through the lineup you go, oh, shit? You know, who's Austin Riley and, and what his numbers have been? Who's Goldschmidt? Who's, yeah. Who is that one guy? The only guy with an OPS in the eights is Hunter Renfro, um, which, you know, I, I like Hunter Renfro, but even on Boston – Last year, when they were doing good things, I think he was the sixth, fifth most feared guy in their lineup. So, yeah, a little bit of a fear factor kind of missing from the Brewers. And, yeah, it feels like that house, the house of cards. The Brewers had an uphill fight, and they were staying at home, and they had the Marlins. Um, It fell apart, and we talked about it last episode, but that first game, Avisail Garcia, former Brewer, with the grand slam off Peralta in the eighth inning, that looked like the uh, the nail in the coffin. It was, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Curious time for him to be coming out of the bullpen for the first time all year. 
Avisel, good swing. It it was just a gut punch, man. A horrible series. As good as the Atlanta series was for the Braves, this was as bad as you can get for Brewers fans. Just absolutely heartbreaking. They're done. Well, on the other side of it, they weren't fully done. Uh, you know, because the Phillies, they were facing the Nationals, and they won that first night. They lost the second night. They got blown out by the Nats, and they had been playing a bad brand of baseball. The Phillies had been losing a lot. They get a big start from trade acquisition, Noah Syndergaard, um, and then they win a, a shortened by rain game, 8-1, to one, another blowout, um, and have all but, if you're not a magic number person, if the Phillies win one more game, or if the Brewers lose one more game, um, the Phillies are in, I can say fairly confidently that they will be in. Um and good on them, man. I, I mean, we get Schwarbo puts together a couple big games, including his 44th homer of the year. Would he be the most feared guy on the Brewers? Would Bryce Harper be the most feared guy on the Brewers? Would JT Real Muto be the most feared guy on the Brewers? Um, Is that a new thing we're going to do, that, our new uh, barometer? Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that because we love the Brewers, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just leave it in this episode. Uh, Reese Hoskins. Anyways, um, the Phillies, they got to a nervous point. They let the Brewers back into the discussion, but then they do enough and they have some fun. They're rooting for the fish. JT Real Muto, picture with the fish. Uh, your Phillies, Trev. Nobody cares what happened before this series. Like, it doesn't matter. Stumbling into it. You took care of business when it mattered. I mean, I'm assuming the magic number is going to help them. You know, that's... I. We're kind of, like, saying what's going to happen, even though it's not official yet. That's what the Braves-Mets thing and this, too. But I'm assuming they're going to go ahead. They're going to punch their ticket, and you're going to be happy. And then... I don't know, man. I... I'm happy for them. They're going to get into the postseason. It's great. I like a lot of the guys on the team. I don't. I'm finding it hard to believe in them long term postseason this year. And I don't know if I'm alone there. I don't know if I'm just. I don't know. Are you. You said that you can envision a world where the. Phillies go into the playoffs and make some noise. We know about the starter, starting pitching they have. We know about the offense that they have. But are you that confident? <laughs> well, a, first of all, I forgot <laughs> that they got to see McCullers, Verlander, and Valdez. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they, they're going. Yeah, they're playing Houston. That's lined up their pitching. So we we could be talking. We could be talking. I think Thursday playoff preview, and there could be disaster. I don't think so. Nola today. Get it done, man. Um, no, I I disagree slightly um, because of the dude factor, and it's the whole reason the Phillies have appeal. It's Schwarber, it's Hoskins, it's Harper, it's Real Muto. Uh, Bohm's not there yet, but he had a better season than Castellanos, who, you know, name-wise we consider a dude. And then, you know, Nola, Wheeler... Suarez, Gibby, Syndergaard. Hey, hey, let me talk about Gibby real quick because I know he had a really bad start. gave a bunch of runs, but he should have been out of the inning. There was like a line drive to Bohm. 
a little bit of top spin on it. Wasn't hit that hard. He just whiffed at it, bro. And they gave, they ended up giving it a hit. They scored three runs on that. It was two outs. Like that's a tough one, right? Um, you hate I I do it too much, and I realize they're the outlier, so I shouldn't. But 2019 Nationals. If Nola and Zach Wheeler can shove. And then you're either getting an effort from Syndergaard or Suarez or Gibson. And the bullpen figures it out. I know we're starting to do a lot of ifs and what's and all that, but that's playoff baseball, right? Like, if the Phillies can field their positions, which, you know, hasn't hasn't always been the case, I think this team could be scary. And right now, they would be lined up with the Cardinals? You're telling me the Phillies can't beat the Cardinals in a three-gamer? They can. For them to get through the wild card round, the Braves, and then either the Dodgers or the Mets, I would say no. They got to hit homers, bro. Like, if you're the Phillies, you got to get have your guys get hot, and you got to have your homers, and you got to have the three-run Jimmy Jack. Swarber's got to stay hot. We got to get the ball out of the yard. That is their key to success. I think they're going to pitch enough. Starters are going to do enough. Uh, for them, it's they got to go out slug people. That's that was their plan all year. I mean, I'm, pitching's good ish, it's okay, but like their game plan is to go beat you with their bats, and they got to go do that. And you know, does that happen when you're facing the best pitchers in all of baseball, and it's all pared down in October? Sometimes, and it's the offense. It's gonna take a lot, like you're saying. Like everything, a lot of things had to line up for them because they don't have like we talk about other teams it's like well if this if these three guys don't go off you know here's four five six seven in this lineup i don't think necessarily the the phillies have that length their lineup i i like i use fan graphs roster resource and i reference it a lot i if you're a baseball fan check it out you get a lot of information on there whether schedule to prospects to standings to lineup to to anything it's it's a really good resource roster resource uh the Phillies lineup has one of the best balances I've seen from batting average to on base to runs to homers to stolen bases they can kind of hit you in every aspect that yeah if they um if they can have that starter kick back to the bullpen whether it is Ranger or whether Noah could do something cool um yeah yeah, they can they can be a scary team. That's a sports town that, with the Mariners losing their playoff drought, uh, the Phillies are now the longest in baseball, that they can, again, with one game, put that all away. Gotta think they're gonna. Gotta think they're gonna. Um, I, I think it just ties in again that I think the Phillies can be comparable to the Blue Jays and the Mariners. And we're talking about the Phillies being the last team invited to the dance, where in the AL, we're talking about the the Blue Jays and the Mariners being like that scary weapon team. So I I think that would be my depth comparison. Okay. All right. I'm with you. I'm rooting for them. They're going to be a fun watch, man. Because if they do get hot, I mean, they have scary bats. We're just talking about Milwaukee. They don't really have scary bats. Phillies have that in spades, man. It's their identity, essentially. 
Trev, what else do we need to knock off? Um, I mean, the Cardinals Pirates series doesn't matter, but we get cool stuff with Yachty, Pujols, and Wayno coming off the yeah, field they, and we, celebration. We had him getting taken out of the game, getting the ovation. I mentioned earlier today on baseball today that St. Louis is like the model franchise for like cheering for people. They just get hey, you guys know how to do it. And we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Uh, but yeah, setting up. Flaherty got a good start in. It's gonna be interesting to see, you know, where they go. That's a note we have here. Like, who's gonna be game one? Could it be Flaherty? I think he's lined up, but are they gonna do that? It's we'll have to see. I think that's a big thing, though, getting him back looking as good as he's looked. With some swing and miss stuff there. Is that his best outing since he's been back? I think so. Michaelis has put together a really nice year. Wayno is Wayno, but he hasn't been so hot of late. Interesting. Um, Helsley and Gallegos on the back end. Um, I didn't know that. Pu- I didn't know that Pujols was so close to Babe Ruth on like the RBI list. But that I'm, makes a lot of sense. You hit that many homers, you're gonna have some some runs driven in. I, 701, 702, and he's one back of, of Babe Ruth for RBI? I hate how devalued the RBI has become. I realize you You're need, part of the reason. I realize you need to be put in a position to get it, but... Tying Babe Ruth. Oh, he tied RBIs. Babe Ruth. Yeah. Babe Ruth. That guy. It's amazing. These counting stats always amaze me. You know that. I've played for that. so damn long. But I love it, man. I love that. I said this before on the show. I love that Pujols is not just going to be there as like a, like a living statue. You know, he's contributing and like yeah. he's going to be a part of the postseason run. Love that. <laughs> Would he be the dude on the on the Brewers? <laughs> Stop! You can't do that anymore. <laughs> can't do that. Can't do that. Dodgers are handling the Rockies. I might go see a game there at the end of the season. There's three more. I might go. I might go tonight. Who knows? It's um, uh, he- I I went to a Yankees game. The Yankees had clinched, and I went to Judge Friday. You know, Friday night, everyone was there was to see Judge try to break the record, and not for the game. Super interesting vibe because it was packed house, which normally around Yankees Stadium that means it's just electric. It's intense. Like the crowd, you could feel it. It wasn't. It was. It yeah. was spring training vibes, but with a packed house. It was. It was funky. Interesting. Judge, and when Judge comes up, I'm sure that buzz goes. Buzz goes. Uh, Gonsolin returns tonight, so that'll be interesting to see you know, what he looks like, uh, what his pitch count is going to be. Um, but the Dodgers are just in playoff prep mode. Go check out uh, Justin Turner on the Chris Rose rotation. Yeah. He's got a funny story about that Chippendales dress up they did with Cody Bellinger and as Chris Rose said it will not help dispel the rumors that Cody is always high <laughs> <laughs> and good. Uh, last two things I'm gonna hit them quick Jake uh, D-backs at Giants don't really have to go into that Evan Longoria we'll talk about you in a little bit Big Daddy and Rebs at, Reds at Cubs Cubs sweep sure I don't really know what to talk about with those games sure Playoff baseball is here. Let's uh, let's crank out this ALIL quick. Give me, let's go. Give me some beats, Beebs. 
in the American League. We'll start out in Houston. The Astros take two out of three from the Rays. Couple playoff teams in recent year. Rays, they clinched their playoff spot officially winning on that first night before the Astros take the next two. How about Javier versus McClanahan? There's a little pitching for you. Um, I I don't know. These, these teams, after that first one, it's kind of already decided. Um, Jeremy Pena, circle him. Big game the last game. He's going to be in a lot of big spots this postseason. He's the new guy to this Astros squad. Nothing matters. Mariners take two out of three from the Rays. Let me see that big dumper. Cal Rally into the Seattle night to send the Mariners to their first playoff berth in 21 years. It doesn't get better. Logan Gilbert, how's your eight innings, one earned run to lead up to that? That kid deserves some love. And just what a moment all time in Seattle. The streak is over. Um, Scott Service wants everyone to go party and have a good time. Uh, Happy for the Mariners. Castillo goes and drops it on him the next day. But then our guy, Cap, James Caprillion. How are you? Six shutout. A's, four homers, all from rookies. Yep. Blue Jays sweep the Red Sox. Hee hee. Jays, they clinch. They got to party. Red Sox been dead dead for a little while. Manoa and Stripling, six shutout apiece. Well, Teoscar, he starts to go. He is a... Would he be the scariest guy in the Brewers lineup? Guardians hosted the Royals. Uh, they've <laughs> Guardians have taken two out of three, and they're about to play three more. It's one of those. Guardians so far has taken the bread games around Boobich in the middle. Uh, Drew Waiters is playing Royals. How about that? Former Brave super prospect. They punted on him because they've got Michael Harris too. Why not? Uh, Will Brennan, first career home run. Happy for you, kid. He's been hitting a lot. Uh, Guardians getting ready for their postseason run. Bieber, five innings, one earned run. Orioles, they take two out of three from my Yankees. Nestor dropped it on them in that second game. Everyone was there looking for history, and they didn't get it. Judgey stays at 61. That's fine. Still a really good year. I think he'd be the most feared guy in the Brewers. Um, Hey, Baltimore Orioles, 82 wins. Unreal, man. Good for the kids. Gunnar Henderson sexing it up on the field. Twins, Tigers. Ah, no. Simeon Woods Richardson has the most letters on the back of his jersey. 15. Happy for him. Joe Ryan, six shut piece and hot. Angels sweep the Rangers. I don't know, man. I don't know. That doesn't do much for me at this point. Padres played the White Sox in interleague play. White Sox take the bookend games of this series. Padres, they clinched a wildcard spot during it. Uh, Clevenger, six innings, one earned. I wonder what role he's going to find himself. Also, the Crone zone. Jake Cronenworth with the big two-run homer. Snell and Lynn dueling it out on that last day. Are you kidding me? I'm in on that. Uh, but that's about all I'm in on. The stories were in the National League. That's what happened in the AL and the IL. Lost both of you for a second there. Got nervous. Um, 
Wrapping up in the American League, Houston, 104 wins, 55 losses there, year one. The Yankees are your two seed, 97 and 61 as they tune up for the postseason. Cleveland, 90 and 69. Nice. They have the Central wrapped up. And the wild card is currently Toronto, Seattle, and Tampa. It's looking like it's going to be Cleveland, Tampa, and it's going to be Toronto, Seattle. And everyone else has been eliminated. So uh, the AL is wrapped up um, with the final series to go, and that's okay. Um, Trev, I think the thing that needs to be talked about in the American League, and honestly, maybe it's the only thing is the other teams are tuning up. Um, the Seattle Mariners, they clinch it. Uh, just as an electric of a night of baseball, you'll see that crowd... The call, uh, the celebration, tears in the crowd, love in the crowd. Seattle mm. <laughs> is going. Tears and love. Seattle's going to the postseason for the first time in 21 years. I, I'm so happy for them. I really am. I know people are like, they think I hate the Mariners because I pronounce them dead. But I was so disappointed in them at that point in the season. We wanted them to be good. It just wasn't happening. And then they did it, man. There's nothing else you could say about the Mariners except they went and just did it. They answered everything. They 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 tested the lows, man. And you when you find yourself in that situation, you can go one or two ways. Like you either get comfortable with the lows or you say, I never want to be here again. Mm. And you start to stack wins like they did. And for Cal Raleigh to do it uh, the way he's done it all year. But it's it's a scenario. I said this earlier on Baseball Day. It's like what you do in the backyard every time you're up to bat. Two outs, full count, bottom of the ninth. You can send your team to the fucking playoffs with one swing in the bat, and you do it. Yeah. And it was a bomb. It was awesome, dude. And like they, what's funny is like, we're talking about like Phillies, they have to win one game. And we're banking more maybe on the Brewers of losing a game. But the Mariners, you just knew they were going to win to get in. They weren't going to back in. Like they were going to do it. That's just how it felt. I even texted JP Crawford. I said, I can't wait to watch you guys celebrate. And this is, it was like, you knew it was going to happen. They were going to do it with a win. Didn't know you were going to do it with a walk-off, but it's exactly how it needed to be done. The place was rocking. Uh, the guys were pumped up. I, I loved the home run trot. I'd love to get his, like, sit him down today, old big dumper, mm. and say, relive that moment. Because he was floating, bro. Like, one of the cooler things we're going to see all year – Playoffs included, like that home run right there with that call, which was incredible, and that place jumping the way it was. I mean, that's like it's 20 years of frustration being let out in a fucking single swing of the bat, bro. It's really, really cool. That was – I can't wait to see more of that. I need, I need to feel that energy, bro. We're getting it now. It is time. You feel, I mean, you felt it the most in New York and Atlanta, obviously, but it was playoff baseball. You know, a walk, a walk is a rally, uh, a mistake is a problem. 
And uh, yeah, but uh, for Seattle, I mean that that crowd, such a good sports town. Uh, to to get this, and I I hope. I hope they can, well, no, because then that would mean I, I think they're going to beat the Blue Jays, and I don't want Blue Jays fans to be mad. But if they can get a home playoff game, uh, you know, that would be a sight to see. Uh, that would be an absolute sight to see. And, by the way, talk about playoff formulas. Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, Seawald, Munoz, Diego Castillo. Let's get Julio back. I think he's going to be activated today. Mm-hmm. So let's make sure he looks good. Um, I mean, if Blue Jays, Mariners, which I, I think it's all but wrapped up, that is going to be must-watch baseball. A lot of young talent, a lot of guys new to the postseason. I think that is going to be some roller coaster games. This would be big if true. Someone in the chat said Jake is my mommy. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, we're hitting that part of the show, huh? Um, oh, hey, listen, I think the AL scenario has worked out magically. It it, it makes sense. Like we already talked about Cleveland and Tampa. I think the Ray, or the Mariners and the Jays makes a ton of sense too. I think this is the way it should have been. So this is going to be magical, man. It's going to happen in Toronto. So, you know, it's like funny because Mariners fans, you get to the postseason, you might not even get to see a game. That's kind of mess. I just, I kind of had that realization live and I was like, Oh shoot. That's kind of messed up. Um, hopefully it doesn't come to that. I mean, I don't know. It is funny though, right? Because I, I think the Mariners and Blue Jays, I think raw talent wise, and Guardians fans don't take this the wrong way. Raw talent wise, most people view the Blue Jays and the Mariners as more talented than the Guardians and the Rays. But the way they play baseball and the way their organizations are set up and how they've performed, the Guardians and Rays seem like same same matching up, and the Guardian and the Jays in in Seattle. Seemed similar. I mean, very different, but talented young teams on the cusp who, uh, you know, with a good postseason run, we're going to be talking about these teams hanging hanging in the round, around in the American League for a while. Luis Castillo. Hot. Robbie Ray, we're thinking. That's what the MLB.com says for game two. And then depending on what happens, you're going to get Logan Gilbert or Kirby. It's pretty good lining up like that. It's not bad. Not bad. And Blue Jays, they've got it too. Uh hey, can you do an uh an impression of Scott Service saying let's party? I w- I wish you didn't put me on the spot like that. I it's hard. Uh, you know what? I should have I should have told you pre-show because I've I've you can do this. I He's a guy who it's hard to match his sexuality without being prepped for it. You need a hat. You need a, yeah. like a lid. Probably a little pocket of chaw in there. And then you just need to crack your voice because you're so fucking excited. Let's party. No. Um, <laughs> happy. Happy for them. Um Trev, honestly, I, I don't have too much more, man. 
The the AL was all the stories were from the National League. Everything's been sorted out. <laughs> Judged in Homer. Don't apologize, bro. We're in playoff mode. Okay. Okay. Uh, I get. I do want to last thing, and then we'll get to this. Uh, you know, pointing out the dudes. San Diego, they clinch. Um, they played the White Sox, the Mid Sox, excuse me. Um, and I don't know. I this is a team that I, <laughs> I really like. You talk about matchups. I do think they match up decently with the Mets. I think it's high end starting pitching and a couple bats at the top of their lineup. Um, uh, happy for San Diego. I mean, we entered a dangerous time with them, man. Tatis gets suspended, and they start slipping, and, you know, one team is going to miss the wild card. Uh, they made a ton of moves at the deadline. Uh, so the, the fact they are in the playoffs, and don't be offended by this, Brewers, but it's good for baseball that San Diego, yeah. a team that's gone out, gotten all of these guys whether free before the season, before this season, during this season, that they're making the playoffs is a good thing. I 100% agree. And I think this could be the dark horse of the playoffs. If you look around their team, you got a bunch of guys at the top of your rotation that can put out a gem. And you got a lot of them. I mean, you're, starting pitching depth is not their problem. They have that. And like I said, like some of the guys like have no hit stuff. Like at any given moment, the bats are, is that's the question. They don't slug. They don't hit homers outside of Manny Machado. It hasn't really worked there. So they got to get hot and they can get hot. Juan Soto, you got to be Juan Soto, bro. Josh Bell, you got to be Josh Bell. He, he's been really bad since he came over mm. and Drury, like find some of that magic. I mean, they have to find the offense because everything else they have, like they're going to be okay in every other aspect. If they can hit and find some offense and have those guys go and Machado still is Machado. They're a dark horse, man. I, uh, I'm in the weeds, bro. Just like, I know I I've liked the roster from the start of the year, but from the start of the year, I thought they'd have Tatis. Now they have Soto. Um, The fact that them or the Mets will be eliminated early um, is pretty nuts because there's a lot of talent on the field. Um, and going west to east, in city, uh, it's going to be a tough ask. It's going to be a tough ask. And either way, the Dodgers are waiting for you. Woo! Yeah, you know what? I, I think the Padres are well-equipped to go handle an atmosphere like the Mets. I just think there's something about having the guys that are like the leaders in their in that clubhouse don't care. And like like Machado's not gonna be phased by going and playing uh is it City Field still? It is, right? Okay. These these places change all the time. It's not Miller Park, it's American Family Values right. insurance or whatever. Um they have the leadership to go in and do it. Like you, Darvish ain't scared. Joe Musgrove ain't scared. Mike Clevenger's in a different Snell. simulation entirely. Blake Snell don't care. Soto. Like, yes. These guys, 
they have what it takes to go in there and do it. They might not have like, I guess on paper, I'm saying like mentally to go in there and take care of business. I don't think this is going to be some team that's like a deer caught in the headlights. I think they're going to be ready to play. And, and, and in baseball, man, anything could happen. I I realize it's it's dumb to say this, uh, you know, a little over an hour in. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. The teams that are going to have their seasons on the line, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the Guardians, who have been one of the best stories in baseball this year, the Rays, who are perennial playoff powers. Uh, you know, I know they're the Rays, but Toronto and Seattle, one of those young cores that think the future is now is going to be chopped down. In the National League, in the National League, St. Louis, Albert, Yachty, Wayno, legends of the game, guys that are getting statues, are getting ovations coming off the field. Their careers are on the line. Yeah. In a three-game set. San Diego, everything has been built up for this season. They're on the line. The New York Mets, Steve Cohen, Scherzer, DeGrom, and the Philadelphia Phillies, who I know we haven't talked about a lot because of their wins loss, but how much have they invested into that team? I mean, everything. And half of those teams I just mentioned, Sunday, done. Could be Saturday night done. Could be late Saturday night. And I That's know the playoffs, baby. I'm I'm getting I'm seriously getting so excited for it. Like we worked it again, man. A full season. We did it. Mm. Now it's time to reap the rewards of that. The rewards of a full season, like we have in baseball, are the playoffs. And how good they are. We know, you know, baseball fans understand we we probably have the best playoffs in all of sports. Ooh. It's so fun. I wouldn't trade them for anything. Well, I was going to say a lot of these teams were built on trades, BBD. Mm. Um, And trade coffee. I've told you guys, you know about them. If you don't, what are you doing? Drinktrade.com slash baseball. I'll get to that in a second. But if you drink coffee, you know, one of these raise your hand exercises. Keep your hand up if you drink coffee. That's me. Uh, If you want more coffee and better coffee... Drink Trade is where you need to go. They have 450 exceptional coffees that make their cut. And what they have you do, take their quiz, roast, flavor profile, brewing method, and more. And with that, they will assemble the perfect coffee for you, whether you're into uh, some of the different flavors. I'll say it. I'm a hazelnut man. All right? I won't be shy about it anymore. I love me a good hazelnut. We like some caffeine. I like to put a splash of cream in there. You know, just a little bit. You know, when it's full full dark like that, I don't know. I just like that little splash. And that's how I like to get my day going. And with Trade Coffee, however you like yours, take the quiz. They will set it up. And... At drinktrade.com slash baseball, you will get $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's a lot of cups of joe, people. So that's drinktrade.com slash baseball, $30 off your first order and free shipping. Thank you. Trade. Trevor Floof. 
You want to give your standout performance? Standout performance. Of course I do, because you know who it's going to oh. First of all, shout out my friend Elton. Elton John. Yeah. Big Braves fan. So he was, uh, you know, having fun. He gave him a shout out. I just saw that in our social media page. Need to meet him. My friend. I feel like me and him are on the same wavelength. You would love him. Short King, too. Yeah. Thick King, too. My standout performance. Standout performance. Goes to my idol. Essentially, I think he is my baseball idol. Um, and also my life idol. Evan Longoria. Two for four. Two homers. Five RBI with all of his family in attendance. He's at the point in his career where, like, you know, his kids are in school. The older kids. They're not always going to see dad play. They're, I think they're mostly in Arizona. So they're in attendance. Daddy goes off. And he had some quotes out of the game saying, like, it's great having family because they don't care how you perform. And when you get back from the field, like, that's your solace. That's how you get away from the game. He's like, but when they see it happen, it's very exciting for them, and it makes me excited. So it's just a cool dad moment. I, everyone knows how much I love Longo. And if you don't love Longo, like start to love Longo because I've told this to many young baseball players in, in, in the game right now. That's that's who you're shooting to be, that guy. Like the way he's done it, the right way, working hard, still plays good defense, like has always worked on that, clutch hitter, just talk about doing it the right way, Longo. Love you. My guy. It's your guy guy. Um fighting the good fight with the Giants. Interesting offseason coming over there. They supposedly have the money. They're supposedly in on the big fella. Um interested to see how they try to retool that team. Um Trev, I'm going another direction. I'm I'm going with some power. Um, a guy whose power season is getting overlooked because of Aaron Judge, because I think this guy's going to be your number two in home runs this year. Kyle Schwarber, uh, he hit 43 and 44 uh, in that game against the Nationals, which, again, an important game to win. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise we'd still be talking a little more Brewers and Phillies, uh, especially three games in Houston. Sheesh. Um, Schwarbo, the the numbers are kind of funny, and I I picture Kyle Schwarber as more of a good all around hitter than a power hitter. He is a power hitter, obviously, uh, but his numbers this year are the modern day hitter. He's two seventeen, three twenty, and eight fifteen OPS with forty four homers and leading the league in strikeouts, which tells me. I mean, he's trying to hit ding-dongs, and that's fine. That's kind of modern baseball, right? I'll be interested to see when the shift is gone, um, what that looks like. Last year, he hit 266, 374. Uh, So, you know, he he still has that in him. This year just turned into the power stroke, and 44 home runs is National League leading. Um, And, yeah, I, I expect him to be... Talk about a guy that doesn't care about the the moment too much. I mean, this guy's already done it. He's got 35 postseason games with a 255 batting average, 359 on base, and an 878 OPS. Um, if the Phillies do make some noise, I think Schwarber and Harper are going to be the names you're hearing a lot of 
Um, and he helps them win a, a big a big game for them down the stretch. I like that. I told you they need to hit homers, and obviously he's the guy that's done it most. Him and Harper get hot. Bash Brothers in Philly. Schwarber doesn't really have hair to like do that, but he's yeah. got the go- does he have a goatee right now? I think he's got the facial hair going. All right. What else? I he's like got? him a lot, man. He's a big old bowling ball that just hits bombs. He's also got that. 2016 Cubbies. I was in the league at that point. Yeah, sure were. Leaguing it up. Hmm. <laughs> let me let me speaking of leaguing it up, let me talk some boys up. Okay. Let's do it. Slump watch. Um <laughs> Trev, before we dive into these slump watchers, I did want to give a couple shout outs. Shay Langeliers, the kid Oakland got. Uh, in the Olsen trade, two-homer game. Teoscar Hernandez, a couple huge games for Toronto. He could be a huge playoff piece. But we got to talk about guys that you need to get hype. Wait, you have a One question. more. One more. Because I don't think we said this. Okay. Congratulations to Sandy. Yeah. He's done for the year. He's not pitching anymore. And what a fucking year you had, dude. I saw someone put this on a tweet. They said he's... Like old school mentality with new school stuff. I like that. Like, I like that. Like he goes deep in the games, he pitches, throws 115 pitches, but he's has the 100 mile an hour fastball, the 90 mile an hour slider, 93 mile an hour. Like he's a new age pitcher that acts like an old school pitcher. Love it. Congratulations on your Cy Young, which is going to happen. And by the way, I know this is lame follow-up, but thank God he didn't get hurt. You could say that for any player, but pushing the image. The, the innings like he did this year and going for complete games, if his season had ended with an injury, everyone would have said, well, pitchers can't be doing that. That's how you get hurt. No, I think I think these guys are beasts, and as long as we keep track of them, uh, I don't know if anyone can be Sandy. Not everyone can be, but we can have guys throwing a couple more innings. Um, Trev, let's get some guys right before the postseason. How about your boy, Eugenio Suarez? Eugenio, you know what time it is. I'm happy that you took that little time off to give me my prop bet. Thank you very much on that. <laughs> but you are at 799 OPS. You're a career 800 guy. You better get over 800. You got a couple games, get a couple knocks here, and do the thing because guess what? You want to see that eight. At the end of the yeah. season, when you're going into the postseason, doing your damn thing. And I do believe, Eugenio, that you're going to have some big home runs in this series in Toronto. Go do it, Big Daddy. And they usually are big boy homers. Uh, how about your guy, Eddie Rosario? Que lo que primo. Vamos. Yeah. That's all I'd have to say to him. Slap me on the chest a few times. Let's go. Cat scratch Eddie. You think he cares about the regular season? No. Literally, probably not at probably all. Probably not at all. I saw him make a catch in the outfield. Just, you know, it was easy, like, fly ball to him. But, like, he just, it looked like he wasn't even looking at the ball. He, was just like, <laughs> he uh, I love that shit, dude. Him and Marcelo Zuna barely got mentioned during the Braves recap, and that's currently, the like, the bottom part of their lineup, if they want it. Where would they rank on the roof? 
It's an interesting question, isn't it? Uh, Gavin Lux, Trev, one for 12 for my, my king. Just be you, bro. Yeah. You're on a team that's won 110 games. It hasn't happened since whenever the hell that was, like 1906 or something like that, okay? You don't have to be the superstar. You just go be yourself. Let the superstars do the superstar things. You're going to become a superstar by not trying to be a superstar. Go be Gavin Lux. God, that's good. Yeah. Trev, I'm super interested to see this one because this is Gavin Lux, but kind of with turbo boosters. Uh, Michael Harris, one for 12 in a big series. Money Mike, I want you to understand this. I, you had the series. It was a big one. And it went every way that you'd want it to go, except that you didn't perform. So take that and understand you can affect the games in different ways, not just your offense. If you're struggling a little bit offensively, continue to run the bases, continue to play a bang-up center field. I know you will. You're going to have awesome series offensively. This wasn't one of them, but your team still got the victory. Let me tell you this right now, Money Mike. Be careful in Miami, bro. You guys are going to be popping bottles. Mm. Where, where, where do you go out there? Is it lives? Is that still a mm. thing? I don't know. I think so. Have fun, man. And like, seriously, cherish this moment, bro. Rookie doing what you did. And now you get to pop bottles in Miami after cl clinching the NL East. Times are good. Money, Mike. I want you to remember that. It was beautiful. And lastly, one of your favorites, Kyle Tucker. I know you've never told a lie, Kyle, and I won't lie to you right now. Who cares? You're an absolute stud. You're getting set up for the postseason. I don't even need to talk to you, bro. This guy is one of the more professional hitters you're ever going to meet. Stay the course, big guy. That was a beautiful slump watch. Excited to watch some Kyle Tucker this postseason. He's fun. Abe Lincoln, motherfucker. Trev, this is the fun part. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Tell me about Your who's getting hot. Boy. Who's getting Say hot? Oscar Hernandez. Yeah. Eight for 13, Woo. three homers, two doubles. Matt Olson already dated your daughter and dumped her. Five for nine. It's fucked up. Three homers, five RBI. He hits a homer in every single game. Dan's base Swanson never even looked at your daughter. Four for 11, three homers. Again, a homer in each game with four ribbies. Shea Langeliers, you just talked about this guy. Only three hits out of 10, but they were all homers. You made him count Albert Pujols. Four for seven with the two homers, a double, six ribbies. Get it going, big dog. Elvis Andrews has backed up the talk. He was talking shit. White Sox didn't do it, but he has. Five for 11, two homers, a double, three RBI. Kyle Schwarber. Six for 15, two homers, a triple, five RBI. And Eric Haas, four for eight, two homers, three RBIs. And last but not least, definitely not in my book, but I got to check him out, Drew Waters. Waiters. Four for 11, two homer, a double, and four RBI. He, uh, yeah, former Braves prospect that they were like, oh, well, we can move you to Kansas City because we were just loaded. How about Albert? Just finishing with a bang. What a what a freak show year from him. Uh Matt I automatically like Drew Waters. He's from Woodstock, Georgia. That doesn't make any sense. I think it's waiters. I think you hit the A hard. 
I know it doesn't look It does like not it. say that on his baseball reference page, but Waiters, I, I, he's 6'2", 185, so you know he's got a good body. Mm. I'm in. Mm. Trev, let's finish up with our awards. Best friend of the week, and it's all brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings, I was mentioning this the other day. Saw a little money end up in my bank account on DraftKings, and I was like, what's that about? Pirates under win total. Cardinals to make the playoffs and win the division. (laughs) Yankees over their win total. And that's right. Place those bets back in March. Got money in October at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And maybe you're a football person too. The NFL games. They're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. And you could bet $5 on any NFL team and get $200 in free bets if they do. Single-game parlays are super easy to do and kick in a couple bets to get a little more quiche. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY to get $200 in free bets if your team wins when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code JOHNBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Trev, you've been the leadoff guy all night. Power. Good eye. Dansby Swanson, best friend of the week. Four for 11, three homers, four RBIs, a walk, and made cool defensive plays in big spots. Sure did. Seems a little out of turn there, but okay. Yeah. Speaking of Dansby, he would look at your daughter. Thank you. And then turn away and never look at her again, and she'd just be in love with him the rest of her life. That's what happens with Dansby, dude. It's ridiculous. Don't talk about her. Now he's going to be so rich. It's some Sometimes things aren't fair, are they? Oh, when he gets paid, yeah. Damn. All right. You think he's going to turn into like uh, Rick Vaughn? You know, when he gets paid, he turns into like suit guy with the slick back hair. Do you think Dansby's going to keep that Southern boy charm or he's going straight up like uh, New York, like fashion guy? Um, I think he'll try to mix in the fashion, but I think he's going to stay mostly Southern. Chipper Jones-esque. They never let go of that. You can't. Dudes from the South, they always got that, that in their pocket. I, I'll go down the, the sticks and hunt you some dinner, honey. Like, they always keep that. Like, And then when they get drunk, the draw comes out. Mm. It's, it's a thing. Got too much Bama in me. All right. Yeah. My award. Did we play Kelsey? Awards! I should go see her tonight. She's here. Go see her. A long drive, man. All right. This is going to sound cheesy, but it really got me this weekend as I was watching these big series and people clinch. I called upon baseball, the writers, the players, the media, and the fans. I called upon us all collectively and said, This is our time to shine. I know football is back. Basketball is right around the corner. Are the Lakers going to be good? Probably not. Whatever. But it's our time. October's here. And boy, oh boy, did the fans show up this weekend. Some of these atmospheres were incredible. Atlanta was rocking. Doing the damn thing. Seattle was rocking. Doing the damn thing. It was incredible to see. And it got me so fired up that like I just I just had to to mention it. When San Diego, when they were playing that game and 
you know, somebody got the alert that the, uh, I guess it was the Brewers that lost. So that that's how they clinched, right? I believe so. You start to hear that little rumble of the crowd. And then you start to hear it a little bit more. And then a little bit more. And then before you know it, everyone's celebrating right in the middle of the game because they clinched. And it was just cool to see, like, these moments, man. They mean nothing. Like, I think back to 2020 and how shitty that was. But nobody in the stands. That was, I hope to God that we never have to do that again because it means so much more. It's so much more compelling just as a viewer when the crowds are into it, when it's when there's atmosphere like that, it's palpable, man. It translates, it goes through the screen. Like I, I was getting chills, man. And again, I was the dork trying to explain to people why these games meant so much and like why people were going so crazy. Uh, but it hit me. And I'm at that point now where it's like, I need that. I can't play. I can't watch any other baseball. I can't watch bullshit regular season baseball anymore. Give me these series and the atmosphere. I need it. And I guess I just want to say thank you and congratulations to these fans that made such a special weekend of baseball, man. And it's your job ain't done yet. Postseason's here. Let's show up. Let's show out, people. I'm excited. So my, I guess my award's called uh, Fans Are Nice, and I like that. Beautiful. Beautiful all around. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just a different atmosphere, man, and we're going to see it. I mean, not these next couple days, uh, but the Cal Raleigh thing, oh. Friday night. I mean, the Cal Raleigh thing that uh, that can't be replicated. There's uh, that's going to be one of those games that you know, there's a hundred twenty thousand people saying that they were at that game, even though they weren't. Um, I saw a quote that you gave. I don't know why I was reading an article. You get some obscure. You always do obscure interview stuff. It's okay. good, it's good for you. It's good for your brand. I say yeah. no to everything. And you were talking. I just lost my train of thought. Sure. Oh, you call baseball the best reality TV there is, or sports? Sports. I think you said sports. Sports. And it's so true, man. Like I don't know. I I, I could go on and on about this, but I was really getting like in my feelings watching some of these games. I mean, it, it it's just so easy to do, whether it is a regular season game up until this point or, uh, you know, I mean, playoffs, my God. I, everything I just went through, all those teams I mentioned, that half of them will be eliminated by Sunday. Think about the storylines that's tied to them, whether it's, you know, uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., like trying to start, like what can be a very special legacy in this game, or Julio Rodriguez, or, you know, whoever it is. I mean, what if Manny Machado puts the Padres on his back? Like, how how much more do we need to talk about that, dude? Um, and at the same time, those guys and everyone else. Um, or or we'll be, we'll be on the mics Monday morning like, yeah, this Padres team didn't have it. Um, just talking out of our butts some more. Um, great award, Trevor. Uh, remember when Daniel Camarena hit a grand slam off Max Scherzer? Put that in a reality TV show. You can't. You can't. Sure. That's nuts. Uh, Wait, when did that happen? That had to be last year. Yeah, it was his last, last year. Season. Okay, yeah. yeah. It last had year. to be last year. Uh, who knows at this point? 
I'm giving out the Apollo 13 award. Um, mm. I, uh, I'll be high and tight with this because this dude has been high and tight for the last two years. Is that the good mission or the bad mission? Yes. Um, <laughs> we're going to find out, I hope. Um, Nestor Cortez Jr., his last start for the Yankees, 7.1. Uh, lights out, double-digit strikeouts. He finishes the year uh, 158.1 innings, a 2.44 ERA. Uh, he has been the Yankees' best starting pitcher this year. That is next to Garrett Cole. That is next to Luis Severino. That is next to whoever you want it to be. Nestor Cortez Jr., the 36th round pick, the guy that was DFA'd by Baltimore and Seattle and the Yankees, is now back with the Yankees. In the last two years, he has been one of the best starting pitchers throughout baseball. I hope a lot of you saw him during the All-Star game. Dude makes baseball fun. Uh, he is silly out there. He did another one of his crazy leg kicks just just to mess around. He's more than that, though. He's been really good. And uh, he's only allowed 108 hits in 158 innings. I think we talked about it on Talking Yanks a little bit last night. I think this Yankees rotation is the best rotation the Yanks have had heading into the postseason in recent years. Um you know, I didn't go back to, to the old teams or 09 or anything like that, but uh, Nestor would be the biggest part of that. It's Cole trying to be, you know, Garrett Cole. But who Nestor Cortez has been this year? Um, you know, if Houston has a problem in the American League, I think it has to come from my Yankees, and I think it would have to be Nestor Cortez having a special, special postseason and I do think he can, although those boys in Houston are disgusting. So, that's the Apollo 13 award. It took me a while to get that one. Me too. You got me, though. I always get you there. Yeah, Nestor, I mean, I said this, I don't know, last episode or something. It's He's answered all the questions that we had. Can you do it for a prolonged period of time? Yes. Yes, you can. Sub one whip across 28 starts. 28 starts. Yeah. And healthy too. It's awesome, man. And this, and look, you can make me get all emotional about baseball. This is another reason why baseball is awesome, dude. Like every body type, every shape, size, anything you need, you can be a stud at baseball. You really can. If you're good enough. There's List. nothing that like baseball doesn't like weed anybody out like anybody can play the game of baseball at the major league level if you have some things but it's not like you you can't be born out of baseball how about that you can be born out of the nba and the nfl i think but not baseball that makes sense i think you're right i think there's a pretty good argument for that um yeah and Man, my guy Nestor might be lining himself up for a payday at some point. And by the way, check out the baseball savant. Like, you t the the things that are low are fastball, velo, and extension. Everything else. <laughs> He's I not as short as you think. I just looked. I thought he was going to be a short king. 5'11"? I'm going to... 5'9", really? I might give him a 5'10", maybe 5'9 and a half. But yeah, I mean, 5'9", you know, 220. I don't know. Not That doesn't play in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> Believe you and me. If uh, you're that small, you got to have freaking springs in your shoes, bro. Yeah. Shout out Nate Robinson. Mm. Um, oh, he got punched in the face. 
Beebs, you mentioned Dansby, best friend of the week and probably biggest weekend of anyone. Yeah, good time for it. It's pretty good. It's made pretty himself good. some money, I think. I think so, too. Um, I think the elevator is broken for the year. I think we might get one more stimulator maybe to end, uh, end our playoff predictions coming up. Anything else? I think that's it. Stock market going. Off today. Oh, Let's boy. keep that going too, people. All right. Thank the you. All are strong. Everyone. We will see you in the midweek. And then I think it's going to be a playoff preview up. Logan Gilbert had a great start. And JP Crawford. And Adam Shout Fisher. out. Jake sucks. Everything in Seattle. Next All Star game. Seattle. Hot. There. Can you imagine partying in Miami tonight? Trying to. Should we just go? I'm trying to join. Love you guys. Hey, smash the like button.